This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 306 DGS, happy Monday to you. Our new friend Nerida, the owner of Wild Olive Provisions, has screwed up the show. <laughs> uh, no, made it way better. Man. Uh, we just want to eat and drink wine now. So delicious. That was creepy the way you said that. It <laughs> yeah. was straight up creepy. <laughs> I don't get to eat a lot of fancy like um, charcuteries and stuff, so I enjoy them when they're presented to me. Just keep talking. Yep. <laughs> if you guys want to check it out, uh, Wild Olive Provisions is in uh, the Shaw area, and it is, I mean, this it's delicious. The cheese is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So... What do you want to do, stairway? Let's do it. We can, we can go. Uh, I'm going to try to throw in a few more Halloweenish themes on stairway as we get closer to the holiday. Um, this is not really that, but it's it's along the line. It's definitely the paranormal stuff. Because uh, my wife asked me this yesterday, and then we asked a bunch of friends when we went out to dinner last night the same question. So I'm going to pose this to the group, and I'm interested to see how it splits out. So the the fo- the foundation of the premise is. You don't know whether this is going to be a good or a bad experience. It is a complete unknown whether this will go well or whether it's going to go poorly for you. Which would you rather meet? A real spirit, a real ghost, or a real alien? And you don't know whether they're hostile to you or not. You don't know if they're friendly. All you know is you've got to choose between those two things for a complete unknown, but they are real. I would rather meet a real alien. It's a good question because uh, my gut is alien, but if there's really uh, the spirit of a human who died, that tells me that there is an afterlife. Mm -hmm. And if they can tell me about it, I think I would rather talk to them than an alien. I would go with the ghost as well. I think Mm -hmm. I would like to know what, you know, I, 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 I say I don't talk about this much, but it'd be weird if I did talk about it a lot. Uh, but I, 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 I fear death, I think, a, a respectable amount. I respect the concept of death. And I would really like to know what that is like. I would like to know from somebody who's been through it, like, oh, it was the worst. It's eternal pain and suffering and torture. Or, like, oh, it's nothing. It, you, you pass on and from what you're doing now and to what you're going to do next or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, I, I guess would love that's, to hear that. that's making the assumption that ghosts are the same as everyone else that passes away because not everyone that dies becomes a ghost and haunts people. Like if you believe ghosts are real, right? Right. So for me, 
I'm not as interested in like the dying process from a ghost because to me there's something there's like a snag in the plan that has them kind of stuck on interesting Earth. so I'm less interested in that I'm I would be way more interested in meeting extraterrestrial and just like laying eyes on them and knowing what they looked like and knowing that for sure they were out there I chose the alien too that was my choice and it was interesting on the table when we split it the people that chose alien went right in, like, oh, alien, because that mm -hmm. was how my response was. Mm -hmm. And the other two guys did the same thing when we were at dinner last night, and then everyone else was thinking about it, like going back and forth. I just thought it was interesting that whenever it's been alien, it seems like it's quick. And I'm not sure this is this is not scientific by any means, but I thought that was interesting. Um, and then we got into a little bit more, at least the the guys and I did. What if you knew that what you, the, the, the whether it's the, the ghost slash spirit versus the alien, what if you knew that they were hostile, mm. then what would you choose? I'd probably Not necessarily like violent, Yeah. although maybe, but you knew they didn't like you. They didn't want you there. I think I'd, I would go mean ghost mm. because in the history of all my paranormal obsession, I've heard very few stories of ghosts actually hurting people. Right. But... Aliens, I wouldn't trust to not kneecap me or something. So, <laughs> yeah. what about this? Let me throw a wrinkle into it. What if it's just aliens, uh, but you're going to be abducted and they're going to do tests on you? They're not going to like impregnate you or anything weird, but you're going to have the abduction experience, but you're going to remember it and you're going to know for sure that aliens exist. Do you take that? Ooh. Good question. So they're not doing any damage. They're not hurting you. Is, but you're gonna, so is there pain involved in it? I mean, you know, they're going to look at you naked. So Wow. <laughs> Different kind of pain. Yeah. They're going to judge you naked. <laughs> they look at me. They're like, they all look like this? <laughs> well, look, like, at, no. look at them, though. <laughs> no, they those, those grays, they're not nothing impressive. <laughs> they really don't. You know? um, I would, I, I'd do it. <sighs> Man. If there's no, like, injury or permanent damage, probably. Yeah, I say yes. If they're, if they're if they're taking me home at the end, you know, or maybe I want to go with them. Who knows? Uh, uh, you guys watched at least the first episode of Encounters. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen a few of them. So the guy that was the Navy yeah. intelligence officer mm -hmm. who said that he was visited by aliens in his bed and they took him into the ship and all this stuff. Uh, I believe there is such an animal as Sasquatch, and I believe that aliens are real, but I still struggle with that one. I don't disbelieve people like you're crazy. Right, right. But when it's like recurring and they show up once a week and they do this and they do that, do you guys have any sort of a line like that where you start squinting a little harder or do you accept that? Typically, when people say things like that. What do you mean, a line? A line like, for me, I believe in Sasquatch, but I'm not sure about Dogman. For me, I believe the aliens are, are real, but when people say that they were abducted, you know, 20 times over their life, I start to kind of... Mm. I, I get what you mean, but for me, it's almost, that almost makes me believe them a little bit more. Same. Because it's like, why would you lie about this continuously? You're obviously having some kind of experience. I'm not, look, uh, disclaimer, I'm not saying I was abducted by aliens, but I lived in this place one time and it was like I had repeated, I, I think it was where I was at, like on the earth. There was something, I kept having sleep paralysis dreams and I wouldn't, you know, if someone came to me and said like, oh yeah, that was aliens, it wouldn't shock me. 
Um, but I had recurring sleep paralysis that was extremely scary. And then when I moved from that place, I didn't have it anymore. Hmm. How so, old? I, I liked what 28. What if that's the ghost? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is recent. Yeah, maybe it was I, maybe it was a ghost. I don't know. I also, when someone says they've been abducted 20 times versus once, I'm almost... I, I'm almost more inclined to believe them because it, it logically makes sense to me that an alien would, like, you're like, oh, well, we took uh, we took Bob and it worked out when we took him, yeah. so we need more information. The same way that we tag animals. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. tagged Bob and they're like, let's go check up on Bob. Let's see how the aging no, process that's a good, works. Actually, that's a great analogy because if they're studying, it would be like us studying dolphins. It would be like yeah. us studying some other creature that we think some other species we think is intelligence here's an interesting one uh you can google this if you want uh to read it yourself but cambridge scientists at cambridge have just published a paper saying that they believe that some level of time travel is possible and that i'm not sure why it's 25 percent, but that there's a 25 percent chance of changing the past now follow me on this here is their example that if Rachel's birthday is on Tuesday and on Monday, I don't know what she wants. And so I buy her something. And then on Tuesday, I give it to her and I find out what she really wanted was something else. Um, they say there's a chance that you could, through spooky entanglement of particles, which is a, a physics term in theory, you could go back and make a different decision. Uh, but that was the example they How gave. How far back does it say? It, they didn't say. Okay. And they also said, like, now you can't go back and change your past, but, like, to me, that's changing your past. They made it sound like things like that, like very perfunctory, like, oh, she wanted a pink blouse, not a gray blouse. Uh, and then, boom, there you got it, and she got her pink blouse. Hmm. But she doesn't know that it was a f- right. screw-up to begin with. right. I feel like isn't that kind of the same thing as making bigger changes? Because if you just do a series of You'd little think. things, that's a big change. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would think. Right. Relationships. If mean, you got whatever. a DUI, you go back and yeah. you say no to the last drink and you get a, an Uber. Yeah. wonder what the rules would be if you could do that. Like, I don't mean like written rules. I mean like the laws of physics. Yeah, I mean like the classics have always been... Don't touch anything. Can't interact with yourself. Yeah, like, but I don't know if those are just movie things or I, if those are me too scientific ideas. Yeah, the butterfly effect. I don't know. Hmm. 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 Back or if you go, if you could do this, do you go backward or forward? If you could time travel, I only go back. Hmm. I think I only go back if I can affect things without any like. Twilight Zone, M. Night Shyamalan surprise endings. And I would, I would, if I go forward, I would be more afraid to go forward. Afraid. Afraid. Because I would be afraid that I, it would be like uh, Christmas Carol. I'd be afraid that I would see, oh, your kids are unhappy or there was a world war Mm. or, yeah, I don't have, I don't have great hopes for the future. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I don't think it's because I'm dark or depressed or dystopian. I just look at how things are going right now. And for the, I probably have never had a darker view than I do right now. I'm still hopeful. I'm doing everything I can for my family and my kids and my life. But when you watch a screen, it's pretty easy to get a little freaked out. I would absolutely go forward, but I would want to go forward to the point where nobody that I know will exist anymore. Mm. 
Like, I'd like to go 500 years into the future. You know, I don't want to go in the past because I know what happened. I mean, at least to a degree, right? We don't know every single thing, but we kind of have an idea of how things have come along. The, uh, the ultimate unknown is what's coming. Like, what could it be? Five? Think about where we were 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lord. <laughs> I mean, we're in the Middle Ages, man. I was, I was thinking like, about if you could take someone from 1750 and put them in the Vegas sphere. Yeah. Huh, would they just die? They yeah, probably so. would. They probably yeah. have a heart attack. Yeah. They would think it was wizardry. Go, you could convince them of anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you're in hell. You're in heaven. Think about it. 500 years ago. Go back to the 1500s. And the difference now. How? I mean, could... The leaps might even be ten times greater than that five hundred years into the future. So do you? Well, do you think we've already? I mean, are we getting diminishing returns post industrial revolution? Where it's I don't like, know. Diminishing returns. What do you mean? Like we've done the like whoa, the whole world is completely changed. You can get to you can get across a country in uh you know a matter of hours instead of a matter of months. Have we hit that? And now the diminishing returns are like. I could post a picture of myself on the internet oh, and my no, friend in California with, gave it a heart. Not with the emoji. stuff George is talking about with the singularity and AI and quantum computers and our understanding of quantum physics and quantum mechanics, quantum uh, I mean, or the, the spooky physics you're talking about. We barely know anything about those relative to what we know about the traditional fields. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 500 years, that's 500 more years of studying all that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. What if we're in space, like living... On new planets in 500 years. Wouldn't you want to know that? I would think we're either going to be or will be extinct. Hmm. Not that we... In 500 years? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, at the rate we're going... I, I, well, I, people I, thought that 500 years ago, too. They thought the world was ending. They yeah, thought everything was bad. People back then <laughs> yeah, didn't, have but... the, didn't have the capability to actually end life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They still yeah. thought it, though. Yeah. 324 DGS. What do you make of this? We talk about generations a lot. New thing came out today that uh, most of Gen Z say they just can't imagine working their whole life. Like they watch their parents and they hear stories about their grandparents and it just doesn't compute with them that you work until you're so old that you can't work and then you're too old to do anything. Hmm. Is that just like an 18-year-old, 24-year-old thing? Is it exacerbated by COVID when people weren't going to work? Like, what do you think? I think they have just grown up in a different world than maybe the generations before have have. And they can look at things in a different way and consider things a different way. I don't think it's like a moral failing that they feel that way. I think they just look at the situation and go, why why is this the way we do it? And I don't think I don't think there's anything like inherently wrong with that. You might call it naive, but then we're also, you know, we're getting to this point where we talk about AI all the time with George Rosenthal and the amount of jobs that's going to take away. I mean, at what point will people stop having an opportunity to work like we work now? Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it's what feasible. Do you think the, okay, I'm bad with idle hands. I just am. I get bored quickly. I do illegal stuff. Um, (laughs) Wheels, you don't have baseball again until deeper into the winter. You get to go home tonight. Are you guys good with idle hands? And do you think that the world would be better or worse with everyone had idle hands? I'm worse with them as I get older, I'm finding. 
it's harder for me to just like sit in one place all day and like you know play video games or read or whatever it is that I would do just sitting there all day. I find I find I get a little more antsy, a little more quickly. Like I I if I if I burn a whole day doing nothing, even if I have nothing specifically to do, if I burn a whole day doing nothing, I'll I'll kind of beat myself up like I wasn't productive at all today. I didn't do anything. Surely there was something I could have done. How did I ever really have idle hands? I mean, even in, in relaxation time, I'm either, well, I'm either watching movies, TV shows, or I've got video games on or something. I'm not, I'm not ever just like sit, just sitting there. That's how I would view idle. I can't do that. I can't just sit around. If I, I mean, it's either that or I'm out doing something. I'm That's lifting weights or I'm concept. going. Yeah. To me, idle hands means not working. Mm-hmm. To you, playing is, this, is not idle hands. Keeping my brain active. That's interesting. Yeah. Like my brain is occupied. I'm not bored. Right. Now my mind is blown that you guys have two different definitions. Yeah, of that. me too. Yeah, I guess mine has always been not working too. But that's—I okay. mean, I hate to bring everything back to Little House on the Prairie. But they were like, <laughs> oh they're like, idle hands is the it devil's workshop. Up. Yeah, and it was like, so pick up your sewing and get to work. I, did, like, I, I haven't churned butter at all today. Yeah, I shouldn't do <laughs> this. But on the break, she's like, you know who would like this cheese? Laura Ingalls' husband, Manly. You really. <laughs> You know, to, like, to, to the original Andy question, Wonder. though, I don't think that young, the younger generation is any different than we were. I know for a fact I looked at what my dad did for a living and said, I don't want to do that because it's hard. He was like, I mean, my dad worked his ass off. I mean, from initially working at, you know, a dairy where he was kind of the foreman to moving on and being a UPS driver and then into management and all that time he was refereeing hockey and doing all that stuff on the side. And I'm like, he was he was miserable, like for a lot of his life, but he was making money. So it was good for him. He was raising his kids. His kids could go to private schools, all that. I knew I didn't want to have to do all of that. And he didn't want me to have to do all that. I'm not sure how much that viewpoint we're hearing now is any different than how I felt about it. 335 DGS. Happy Monday to you. Dave Marie joins us. Hello, Dave. Wasn't that a lovely weekend? You yes. actually probably liked it. You oh, probably I liked it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved the rainy day. I, I loved everything. I loved today. Yeah. No, it's all yeah, good. Today's great. Today's wonderful. Uh, Dave, congratulations. 23 years ago today, we started the DGS together. Oh, that's amazing, isn't it? It is. It's crazy. Wow. 23 wow. years. Wow. And then I've been, let's see, I did 42 years in TV and 47 now on radio. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's wow. nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. Just that is nuts. Nuts. You gonna try and hit fifty on radio? Yeah. Sure. Why not? If yeah, you'll have not? me. If yeah. you'll have me. It's not like we're lifting heavy stuff, right? People always ask <laughs> this me. This is that. true. I know. People are like, how long you think you'll go? I'm like, as long as they keep writing those checks, that's how long I'm gonna go. I'm like, how long until I can't talk anymore? <laughs> right. <laughs> if I were moving couches every day, I'd be counting the days. But uh, that's different. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna do right before we went into the weather? Blah blah blah. I can't remember. Okay. All right. So does it okay. stay this night? Nice? That's a sign. That's a sign you're getting older. Oh, dude, I got plenty of those. <laughs> Plenty of those. So the weather weather looks good. Tonight is going to be the coldest of the week. Uh, the city probably gets down to about 40 degrees. Most of us gets down to 37, 38. There could be some spotty frost in the low-lying areas, but most of us will not see any frost. But it is time, if you haven't done it already, to get the house plants in, even though we do have some some pretty nice weather on the way. It's just about that time. Tomorrow, gorgeous day, cold start, lots of sunshine, 68 in the afternoon. 
Partly sunny on Wednesday, 72. There's going to be a very weak cool front coming by Wednesday night and Thursday. Nothing more than a couple of spotty showers. I don't see much in the way of rain, but the best chance for it would be Wednesday night and Thursday. 68 on Thursday. Friday, partly sunny, 65. A beautiful fall weekend coming up. Lots of sunshine, 68, both Saturday and Sunday. Not a lot going on this week. Nice. A couple thoughts. I'm not a big Jeopardy guy. But I get it. Oh, shame on you. And uh, but, but <laughs> well, this is good. You'll, you'll you'll tell me if I'm if I'm right or wrong. Like whenever I negotiate my contracts, it's always like if I leave, KMOX is going to be bankrupt in a day. And I know that's not true. I've seen people leave. If I leave, someone will be in my seat the very next day. No one's irreplaceable. But with Jeopardy, from my seats in the bleachers, it seems like after Alex Trebek passed away, like it's just a. Uh, shadow of its former self like that that mm-hmm. person had such a big effect on that yeah. product i can see that though i i like ken jennings i think he moves the game along he does what he's supposed to do he loves the game that's clear on his face and his expressions uh so i i do kind of enjoy him but i agree with alex he i mean he was the guy he's just the guy i have another dumb question mm-hmm. so it's my understanding that uh when a dog reaches a certain age, that they have a vocabulary similar to a four or five year old human child. What if that dog moves to Spain? They got to learn new words. Like, yeah. would they just become bilingual? Well, eventually, but not at that age. But they would, though. Well, yeah. I mean, it takes a long time for the I dog to would. learn words, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> dog starts. Although, uh, I don't know. He downloads Duolingo. <laughs> I d- <laughs> that just blows me away. I've I've taught Rosetta my dog Stone to, hitting the tape to the sit. In, I've taught my dog to sit and wait in like three or four different languages. You're so weird. Just for fun. I do. He does. He knows. I hate this guy. He knows. <laughs> he's got to sit Yo, and wait. When I, when I give him his food, he's got to sit and wait until I tell him it's okay. And I've said okay. I've learned. I've taught him three or four different languages. Lay down. We. Yeah. Yeah, not Rain. not all the words, but in that one, he's he's pretty good. Also, Rain Dog has lost most of her hearing, uh-huh. and yeah. uh, but yeah, you know, she's still functional. But but I've real I've taught her some hands hands. Yeah, signs, yeah, and yeah. she she has picked that up very very quickly. Yeah. Uh, also, my son Nick is a lot like me, only possibly weirder. And <laughs> when we were talking about the Bigfoot video out the train in Colorado and all that, he said, "If they haven't found Bigfoot by the time you die." I'm 100% using part of my inheritance to have you sewn into a very realistic Bigfoot outfit <laughs> and left in a park where someone's going to find you. My weekend with a, Dave. You have to be a baby Bigfoot, though, right? Because we're not big enough to be the Bigfoot. Uh, he's like, they'll figure it out, but for a few hours, it'll be like, there's a Bigfoot. Yeah. World headlines. And they're like, it's just Dave Glover. <laughs> Who should he tip off to it that like they should go investigate? Should he tip off one of the big podcasters or... I think he's just planning on leaving me in a picnic area. Oh, okay. It'd be just kind of cool if it was one of the really big name guys. Headlines, Rach. Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. Okay, officials in Savannah, Georgia had to make a correction after a man was giving a speeding ticket for $1.4 million. Hmm. Connor Cato was flagged for driving 90 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. But after seeing the ticket was for $1.4 million, he figured that was a typo. Court officials say that the figure was a placeholder generated by e-citation software. Hmm. 
Why would you have a $1.4 million placeholder? It's a good yeah, question. Yeah. Seems a little silly. Why wouldn't you just make it like 500 What would be the level of money for a ticket that would make you guys like jump up and go like, there's no way this is like, obviously $1.4 million is hysterical, but like. If it was like two hundred bucks, would you be like, "This can't be"? Come on, now. yeah. Oh, those are regular. When yeah. I got my, yeah, yeah very I regular. Got those pair of two hundred dollar tickets for having expired tags mm-hmm. not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I was, I couldn't believe it. Well, you know what sticklers the city are about that. Well, so. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't see any cars every day driving around with no license plates at all. Especially because I was led to believe that if I got the stickers taken care of, the ticket would be taken care. Of. That's- Let me ask you this: You won't get in trouble. What number that you find in your bank account that was put there by mistake do you keep quiet about? And what number is big enough that you feel like you need to tell somebody? Mm. There's no number big enough. <laughs> if, the, if the bank messes up, if the bank messes up and it ends up, and I know that the rule is like if the bank messes up and puts twenty million in your account, you have to give it back. I'm fighting them. I'm fighting them every step of the way. You make that level Finders of a mess. Finders keepers. Yeah, you make that level of a mess up. Hey, sorry, man. You're the one that's out $20 million, not me. I'm $20 Rich, million richer. You, you go to look at your bank account, and there's 10 extra grand. Yeah, I, I don't think I could do it. I think I'd say something. I think I would think about it, but then I would be so nervous. And, you know, it could be, you know, being taken from someone who needs it way more than I do. Oh, so, Oh, stop. You asked the question. Oh, and I'm... You and I'm, two are keeping the universe in balance. Yeah. And I'm saying something. Well, I'm telling everybody. She's afraid they're taking it from an old lady, and you're like, there's no number big enough. <laughs> I'm running through the hallways with a big sack of money throwing 20s out of it. I'm telling everybody if they Dave put millions wheels. in my bank account. Uh, I, you know, if I saw really any discrepancy, I would probably say something. There you go, Dave. Any discrepancy. So even like yeah. even like a few hundred. A, a buck or two. If I knew I didn't put that in, I, I'd say something. Would you know if there was a $2 discrepancy in your bank account? I think at That's the impressive. end of the month I would as I looked at deposits. Wow. That's impressive. Man. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm the... Uh, if I'm the decider in that, I might just be like, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to spend it. I'm going to see how long it stays there. lay low. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> Just see. I'm not going to do anything with it because that way if they come back at me, I'm like, hey. Well, that that has happened, right? A guy got like 30 grand yeah. in his account and he spent 10 of it and then they came knocking and were like, you need, you got to give that money back. I what mean, if, what if that's just, the right what thing. What if you just found it? Found it where? Like on, cash? On the street cash. On the side. Man. Like a no country for old men thing. But there's but there are less dead drug dealers. <laughs> I was going to say. Found like, you no, just so found like $10,000 cash. in cash. I mean, I'd be mm. keeping my eye out for someone posting like something, but I don't know. That's, that's money. That's like just yeah, laying that's, there. That's different. That's a different thing. Rich, if it's got no, it's got no ID. Poor, huh? It's got no ID on it, right? Like there's no like return this bag to this address. You know what's funny is maybe it's, I watch too much like porn, porn, and and also neo westerns and stuff. But like that <laughs> that would scare porn. me more. <laughs> that would scare me more than the the bank account. Oh, the bank like somebody's tracking desperados it. coming yes, after you. The bank yeah. account's an industry. The bank made a mistake, and I ended up with that money. That's an institution. Um, money on the side of the road. Someone's gonna come looking for that money, and they're gonna He's have like, guns. That's gonna be Tony Soprano. Andrew's right. back to his whole like, I don't know a corporation's anything. I should be allowed to steal from them. Yeah, I'm gonna steal from I'm the not, legit that's people. Somebody else's money. They gave it to me. They didn't give it to you. They made a mistake, and it ended up in the wrong account.
Yeah, Mistakes that's not happen. me stealing it. Yeah, but it's but it's also not proof so that if you the meant bank to is, give like, deserves me... the punishment of now they're out twenty million. If you yeah. meant Absolutely to give me a ten, do. if you meant to give me a ten dollar bill, but you accidentally gave me a hundred, and I just was like, "Well, that's my hundred now." You would not think less of me. No, because when I'd go looking okay. in my wallet, you go, "Ah, <laughs> I gave him a hundred. I was supposed like, to give oh, him a ten. Ninety free dollars for Wheeler, no problem." <laughs> Come it's on, you, you would hate me. You don't want that. Don't make a mistake. <laughs> well, we'll keep that in mind <laughs> right, the Andrew. next time okay, any of about, us makes a mistake. How about this? What, you go to a store, any any store, it doesn't matter, and you give the cashier 20 bucks for a $5 item, uh-huh. and he or she gives you back $35 mm-hmm. by mistake. Mm-hmm. Would you say anything? That I probably would because I feel differently for like a grocery store or especially like a small business versus a bank. You're a very specific kind of communist. A bank's a bank's <laughs> job is to handle and process money properly like and effectively. That's the definition of a cashier. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's their job. What if it's just that simple bank teller that screwed up, not the, some executive? I don't. I don't think it's controversial that I uh, feel defensive. Did hang you hear on. that octave? <laughs> hang on. I don't think it's controversial because I'm getting backed into a corner here, and I'm telling you guys, I feel. Andrew, do a you lot... actually have a bank account? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Nothing in it, but I have one. But I would feel. I would feel a whole lot better if I ended up with free money from a bank than free money from like a small business or a grocery store or something like that. Doesn't the money in a bank belong to other people? Sure. And small businesses. Well, some of it belongs to us. Yeah. yeah, small businesses, big businesses, grandmas. <laughs> so he's just taking that $20 million that belongs to the bank. I think he's picturing either the Monopoly Man or Mr. Mooney from the Lucille Ball <laughs> Show. <laughs> Those people are real. Mr. Drysdale from... <laughs> Those people exist. I'm not the Monopoly Man, but but like that type of guy. <laughs> That'd be a great look, though, Andrew. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, all righty. 353 DGS. Want to do a quick audio? Sure. What we got? All right. Well, the first audio we have is uh, from you. It's Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Yeah. He he took a stand here where he was saying that not every Palestinian supports Hamas, but every Palestinian is anti-Semitic and we don't want them coming to the U.S. Let's take a listen to something you said yesterday. We cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, If you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. I'm sure you know all Arabs are Semites, but how can you paint with such a broad brush to say 2.3 million people are anti-Semitic? Well, first of all, uh, my position is very clear. Uh, Those Gaza refugees, Palestinian Arabs, should go to Arab countries. The U.S. should not be absorbing um, any of those. I think the culture, so they elected Hamas. Let's just be clear about that. Not everyone's a member of Hamas. Most probably aren't, but they did elect Hamas. In 2006, and then the military occupation happened. It's long and short of it, thoughts? Sounds like a big old racist to me. (laughs) I mean, there's no other way to really paint it whenever you're qualifying an entire group of people and saying you all do this that's beyond stereotyping that's prejudice that's i mean ridiculous what do you think wheels yeah i'm kind of along those lines i I mean i i think there's a good argument to be made on a much better case that you know they should be taken in by egypt because it's right next door 
like rather than putting people on planes or boats and bringing them halfway across the world, there are a lot of options literally in their neighborhood. I mean, Gaza borders Egypt. That would seem to be the easiest way to handle it um, in the short term. I think you can make a good argument for doing that without having to get into they're all anti-Semitic. I don't think they are. There are Palestinians that live in Jerusalem. It was a they, big. It they was live a in Tel Aviv. I mean, they, they're not big sweeping statement. Yeah. yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 